When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bookmarked is brought to you by Libro FM. Get two books for the price of one with your first month of membership using the code BOOKSTACKED. Again, use promo code BOOKSTACKED when you start your membership at Libro.fm. Or check the show notes for a quick link to get started. Offer only valid for new members in the US and Canada. My name is Chelsea, and welcome back to the Bookmark Podcast. Today, I'm here with a big group here to recommend some new books for your spring reading. Today, we've got with us Mary. Hello. Saul. Hey. Eleanor. Hi. And Spencer. Hi, everyone. And we are very excited to bring you some new recommendations. We thought as the weather is warming up after this crazy winter we've been having, we would bring you some books that you can enjoy uh, with some new growth, some new developments, some new relationships, anything that really shouts out spring to us. So without further ado, we will get started. And a quick note, we will be announcing at the end of this episode our book club book pick for March. So definitely stick around to the end to find out what that's going to be. Uh, but let's get started. So Mary, I'm going to start with you. What is your spring reading book pick? So my spring reading book pick is a um, book called Catching Jordan by Miranda Keneally. It's part of this, I want to say it's a seven book series called the Hundred Oaks series. And each book focuses on a different character, but you can't really read them out of order, even though they focus on different people because other characters come back. And I found that out the hard way. But Catching Jordan is the first book. And it's basically a book about Jordan is the only female football player on her high school's football team. And she's the quarterback. She's like one of the guys. And at this point in the season, a new guy comes in who's like vying for her spot. And he's just like, cute mysterious new student and for the first time she really wants to get him to like her this is like the first actual crush she's had so she kind of wants to become more girly than just like one of the boys and um I think her transformation from who she was at the beginning to who she was at the end of the book was just amazing to see. Awesome. That's a great recommendation. I love books about sports. I think they're so much fun to read because there's always that like competitive energy. There's always 
they always have like a fun plot because they're always like building towards something. I'm also just like such a sucker for any time that like someone scores the winning goal and everyone cheers. So no, that's that's such a good recommendation. I I really like that. And they're romance books too, so that does so that's very nice. I like that. <laughs> Even better. It's perfect. Thank you, Mary. I'm going to pass it along to Saul. Do you want to give us your recommendation for your spring reading book? Yeah, so I'm sorry if I'm taking one that anybody else might have had in mind, um, because we have talked about this one as a team before. In fact, I'll preface this by saying this was a contender for the book club pick, but we ended up choosing a different book. And the book I'm I'm recommending is Squire. Uh, It's a graphic novel from Sarah Alfagy and Nadia Shemes. One is Jordanian-American, the other Palestinian-American. Um, and this is a fantasy graphic novel. It follows the story of Aza, who dreams of becoming a knight. And she belongs to this, this group of people who are called the Ornu people. And in this world, they have to become knights in order to reach full citizenship within this empire that they live under. And when the world she lives in finds itself on the brink of war, she finally has the chance to make that happen. She ends up joining this training camp. And as she's navigating through this military world, uh, she realizes that this order and empire that she's trying to fit into might actually pit her against her heritage. And uh, according to the blurb, she realizes that the quote unquote greater good might not include her. So this is a book about resistance. This is a book about heritage. Um, It's a Middle Eastern fantasy. And yeah, I'm super excited for this. I haven't read it yet. I've just seen the blurb and I also have an advanced copy. I just got this last week and I'm just thumbing through it. The artwork looks incredible and amazing. The copy that I have is mostly in black and white, but there are a few colored pages in here. And my understanding is that when the book goes for sale, it'll all be completely in color. Uh, But just the colors, the, the color palette and everything it looks beautiful. Like Seriously, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited for this novel. Um, I'm hoping to start it soon. I have to finish the current novel I'm reading, which is our book club pick, <laughs> which again, we'll be announcing soon. Um, but after I'm done reading that, I'm going to be starting this book because I'm so excited for it. And I believe it comes out March, March 8th. That sounds great. So I, I know we've talked about this a little bit too on the podcast before, but I think graphic novels never get the like credit that they're due. They're such fun and interesting books, and Mary is pumping her fist right now in acknowledgement, so <laughs> I'm not alone there. But I love that as a recommendation, and that's definitely one I'm going to gonna check out. Spencer, I know this was one you were interested in, too. Did you want to say anything about it? Uh, not much, just that I, it's definitely something I'm going to read when it comes out. It looks fantastic. I, You didn't steal my, my choice, so I was thinking of it, but I haven't actually read it yet. And so I'm like, well, I should, I'll recommend something that I've read. But it just, it was on our list of most anticipated books. And when I was reading about it and reading a little bit more about some of the author's background and things, it just sounds like it's going to be a great book. So I'm going to definitely be reading that one as well. Yeah, I was worried that I was stealing your Spencer because you have brought up graphic novels so much on the podcast, like Chelsea mentioned. And anyway, yeah, I'm. it's actually been a while since I myself have sat down and read a graphic novel, to be honest. And so I'm excited to to jump into this one. Spencer, do you want to give us your, your actual recommendation? 
Sure. Since we're on the topic. <laughs> sure, it's a good timing because it is a graphic novel as well, actually. You, you saw, kind of saw that one coming, Saul. But it is a different graphic novel. It's one that released in January, but I really think it fits perfectly in our theme for spring reading. Um, it is a book that is about relationships and renewal and growth. It's called Coming Back, and it's from Jesse Zabarski. It is a fantasy romance about two young women who have to go on their own separate adventures to really discover the truth about themselves and each other and and figure out really what they mean to each other. I love, I think it's a really underutilized trope, especially within YA when you're dealing with young love. I love when there's two characters who like care about each other, they're in a relationship, but they, they realize they kind of want different things, you know, like they're young, they have a different path ahead of them in life. And so this heartbreaking moment when they kind of have to to split apart or separate in order for them to both go and achieve their goals. And then it's always so satisfying um, when the author brings them back together in the end. So this is one of those stories. The two characters, Preet and Velissa, Preet uh, is a magic user in this fantasy world and Velissa is not. So that's kind of the thing that separates them. They have two very different journeys ahead of them. I won't spoil too much of what, of what happens along the way story-wise, but I'll also add that this is a really beautiful graphic novel. The colors also really felt uh, very springish to me. It's a very soft um, pastel. I, I think of these fantasy worlds as like I'm not sure how to describe it, but just like a really soft, comforting fantasy world. All of the animals are cute. All of the colors are pretty. Um, everything is is really inviting. And there's even the spooky, there's a few little spooky creatures that even they turn out to be really sweet and nice. Okay, so it's just a very comforting type of story that I, I really enjoyed reading. So that's one that I would recommend. And again, that I think is is really going to be great for a spring time of year when you're thinking a little bit about growth and change and growing up so yeah I love stories that have that included because I think there's a realism to it that sometimes is missing from especially YA stories where it's like maybe staying with the person you like fell in love with at 15 16 is not necessarily what's right for you and that and it's okay like it's okay for that to no longer work out or to need to go separate ways or to need to spend time apart. Um, I think like normalizing that through story is really, really important. So no, I, I like that recommendation. I like that so many of these are graphic novels. I think this is great. Also graphic novels are really, really great if you're trying to like bump up your numbers on your Goodreads because like you can read them a bit faster than you can read a book, especially if you're in like a reading slump or, or you're like way behind Goodreads is judging you. It's just like, let me let me read some some graphic novels and get some different kinds of stories in there. I love it. But now, yeah, moving on to Eleanor. Eleanor, do you want to give your spring reading recommendation? Yeah, so I'm actually going to recommend something that is old but new, and I'll explain why. So I'm going to recommend um, Sabriel by Garth Nix, which is actually originally published in 1995. But the reason I came across it is because they released an anniversary edition for it um, a couple of years ago which has kind of uh, I managed to get a, a proof copy of and I want to recommend it because it's bringing something old into like a modern audience and so our main character is Sabriel by the title Um she's 18 which is why I'm going to class this as YA as well because I don't think YA was really that much of a thing in the 90s so I think this is also worth bringing into that audience and following on from Spencer's uh, recommendation of growth as well a lot of this plot is Sabriel growing into her father's footsteps and into her father's path because she follows the same, they are in the same like fantasy 
bloodline. So he's a necromancer, not in the scary way, in a nice way. And you'll see that if you read it. So she has to follow in his footsteps when he goes missing because of this job. And it's about her as an 18 year old kind of figuring out who she is in this world and figuring out how to become the person she needs to be to save not only her father, but also the rest of the world and the other people she meets along the way. So I think it's a really nice kind of liminal read because there's scenes where she's like trekking through snow to get somewhere and then the weather changes and she grows as the story develops. So I think it's really good for this period of storm to spring growth that I think a lot of us are experiencing around the world at the moment. That's one of my favorite parts about doing these recommendation episodes, too, is that we get to talk about books that came out a while ago or books that aren't necessarily like on the tip of everybody's recommendation tongue at the moment um because there's just so many books out in the world there's just so many YA books that are out there I think that's awesome that sounds like a really good one I'm also doing a book challenge about and one of them is that I have to read a book in the year I was born I was born in 95 so I'm like hmm maybe maybe that'll help me out too uh get some ideas for that as well (laughs) it's perfect and then for our final recommendation, that's going to be my recommendation. I always struggle a little bit in these episodes because I read a lot of books to do book to do author interviews on the podcast. And so I don't necessarily want to like double down on on something, even though I do really enjoy the books that I get to talk to the authors about. But I recently did an interview with Ruta Sepetis that was really fantastic about her newest book, I Must Betray You, which I would definitely recommend. But I really, really enjoyed that book. And I really enjoyed talking to her. And I actually hadn't read any of her other books. um, And so I picked up The Fountains of Silence, which is an older book of hers. It's about the it's about Spain after the revolution during the time of Francisco Franco what life was like for the Spanish people specifically in Madrid it follows kind of a multi-perspective narrative with this family that's living in Madrid and dealing with all the different issues that came out of the the post-revolutionary time but it also follows a American a young American man who comes to Spain with his family and is sort of seeing a different side of things seeing the more like public facing side of Spain and and trying to understand what's happening it's kind of this epic story really about what comes after change what does it look like after a big change happens uh, what does post-revolution look like? But also, and the thing that I love the most about Ruta Sepetis is that all of her stories are true historical fiction stories. So nothing, as much as sometimes her stories can feel like dystopian or, you know, like after a, a fantasy revolution or something, they're actually true to history and true to pretty recent history. And so I would highly recommend if you haven't read any of Ruta Zepetti's books and you're interested at all in historical fiction, they're fantastic reads, really fast paced. Um, she is fantastic at dialogue and pacing scenes. They just move so, so quickly. Fountains of Silence is quite a long book and I, I finished it much quicker than I thought I was going to. But if you have read I Must Betray You and you're looking for more like it would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend checking out more of her books, specifically The Fountain of Silence was really, really good. And she was just really cool to talk to, too, which is which is always fun. I will say, though, all the authors that we get to talk to have been amazing. So if any of those books sound good to you, definitely pick them up. But but Rudy Zepetis has got quite the quite the uh, back catalog of books. And, and I definitely recommend checking some of those out if you're interested. I was just going to echo what you were saying. Um, if you haven't listened to that interview with Ruta Sepetis, 
I guess by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a little over a month since it was released. So just scroll back a little bit in the feed. You'll find it. It's super interesting interview. She just seems like a very interesting individual. And that was such a such a cool interview to listen to. And also the book just sounds so intense. And the fact, I think, Chelsea, you mentioned this a ton while you were interviewing her, but the fact that it's based on reality just kind of gives it all that extra weight as well. Yeah, definitely. I Must Betray You specifically is about the Romanian Revolution and is a dystopian novel set in like, but in actual events. Like it is insane how closely the real world lives of these people matches up with what you would expect from like a fantasy dystopian novel. So would would recommend. And yeah, she is she's such a great speaker she just is so eloquent and so put together and sort of knows her information so well it was really really cool to get to talk to her so i would definitely recommend that episode um but also her books are are fantastic and and i'm definitely looking forward to reading more of them they are a bit dark so that's sort of a a warning there these are dark periods in history and so just be forewarned as you go in but you'll definitely come out learning something which i always think is great especially with historical fiction anything else to recommend Can I actually recommend um, a little poetry collection purely for the fact that I never normally read poetry? Forgive me if I've already mentioned this before, but I read Great Goddesses by Nikita Gill. I may have mentioned this, I'm not sure, but it's based on Greek mythology. So any Greek mythology fans out there, give it a try. Like I said, I'm not normally a poetry reader. And this was just something that, you know, it's a topic that I'm interested in. And it's about the goddesses. And it just really hooked me. And the language that Nikita Gill uses is just so beautiful and the imagery and things like that. But it feels kind of springy to me because it's like refreshing. It's a fresh perspective and it's, you know, these figures dealing with a lot of trauma of their past, but also showing that their present is you know, better and they're growing and they're getting over things and becoming new people. And I just think it's worth having a look at if you are interested in poetry or Greek mythology. That's great. I always love reading poetry, but I I honestly never know like how to choose, how to pick out what to read, um, which is sometimes the hard part as I'm not familiar with with too many poets. And so um, it's nice to have that that hook of Greek mythology because I know that that's something that I'm interested in. Or And so that's probably something I'll check out. Thanks, Eleanor. Yeah, and I would also recommend with poetry specifically because I'm the same. I like don't reach for poetry a whole lot, but I did get the recommendation recently to try like audiobook poetry if you can find it because having someone read the poetry to you I think helps especially with like the cadence and the rhythm um, of like how it's supposed to be read but having sort of anything in verse read can be really helpful and sort of allow you to maybe focus a little bit more on on the sound of the words rather than like trying to read them and hear it in your head so I would definitely recommend if you can find if you're interested in poetry looking for audiobooks is always a good good way to start with that too but no i i love greek mythology which i think comes from ya i think like i just read so much ya greek mythology retelling as a kid that like now i'll pick up anything if it's got (laughs) although sometimes i read like actual greek mythology stuff and i'm like oh this isn't as fun as like percy jackson (laughs) people are talking this is really violent i don't know (laughs) so (laughs) love that (laughs) i'm very excited (laughs) does anyone else have anything else they want to recommend the, the only thing I would say is we've gotten, and we've gotten a great batch of recommendations here, but we also know that there are thousands of people who listen to the podcast, and we want to just ask you for your own recommendations, and I'm really trying to make good use of this feature, but if you're listening on Spotify, if you open up the podcast, like in the Now Playing 
section and scroll down a little bit, you'll see a question there. And we're just asking for your recommendations and you can type your response in the Spotify app itself. And then what we'll do is if you send us those, we will pin your response to the episode. So that way, anybody who's listening to this episode in Spotify will actually be able to read your book recommendation right there in the app as they're listening to this episode. So if you have any springtime reads that you would recommend, uh, definitely just swipe up a little bit, respond to that question, and we will share that with everybody else. We'd really appreciate hearing from you guys. And speaking of, we, as promised, we will be announcing the book club pick for March. We are very excited. We are all going to be reading All My Rage by Sabah Tahir. And Saul, do you want to read a little bit from the blurb about what it's about? Yeah, I'm just going to read partial bit of the blurb because it's kind of long. But from the blurb, it says this is from number one New York Times bestselling author Sabah Tahir comes a brilliant, unforgettable and heart wrenching contemporary YA novel about family and forgiveness, love and loss in a sweeping story that crosses generations and continents. And then jumping down a little bit, uh, Salahuddin and Noor, I hope I pronounced that correctly, are more than best friends They are family. Growing up as outcasts in the small desert town of Juniper, California, they understand each other the way no one else does until the fight, which destroys their bond with the swift fury of a star exploding. Now, Sal scrambles to run the family motel as his mother, Mizba's health, fails and his grieving father loses himself to alcoholism. Noor, meanwhile, walks a harrowing tightrope, uh, working at her wrathful uncle's liquor store while hiding the fact that she's applying to college so she can escape from him and Juniper forever. When Sal's attempts to save the motel spiral out of control, he and Noor must ask themselves what friendship is worth and what it takes to defeat the monsters in their past and the ones in their midst. And I think this is the first contemporary story we've done since Concrete Roses, so a little bit of a a change in direction for us. I'm very excited to read it, and I hope you guys are too. And like Saul said, we're always looking for your recommendations. So if you have ideas for our next book club pick or you want us to read something specific, we would love to hear what you guys think. We'd also love to give a quick shout out to all of our listeners in Mexico. We We are on the top rated podcasts in uh, book podcasts in Mexico right now. So that's pretty cool. So thank you guys so much for that. Do you want to go around and tell everyone where they can find you on the social media? We'll start with Mary. Um, you can find me on Twitter at MKD and you can find me on YouTube on Big On Books. Perfect. Saul? You can find me on Twitter at Saulmark, S-A-U-L-M-A-R-Q. Eleanor? I've recently had a rebrand. I was just frantically checking my username. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Instagram at words.and.wanderings. So a bit of books and a bit of nature as well. That sounds good. Uh, and Spencer? You can find me on Twitter at Spencer B. Miller and on Instagram at YA Canada Books. And you can find me on Instagram at Plucky Bookmark. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We are at BookmarkedYA. You can also follow Bookstacked on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you liked the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you all enjoyed the show and that you have some new books for your spring reading TBR list. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.